0: It's recording time. This week on King Me, the dead travel fast. This is Riding the Bullet. Oh, What's up, what's up, what's up, my ancient goblins? Air horn, air horn, air horn. <laughs> few, few, few. Phew, King me Welcome to King me yeah. King me baby even This is King me, the official Stephen King movie podcast mm-hmm. The unofficial podcast of Kinging me Just mm-hmm. kidding, it's the official mm-hmm. podcast of that as well It is the unofficial podcast of Just Kidding uh, We don't have a monopoly on that <clears throat> Excuse me, my throat got a little stopped up Oh no No, it's fine, I'm Dan Gagliardi Oh, I'm Rob Avon <laughs> and this is King Me, the King Me program. is where you come when you just need to unwind with your friends. I am Dan Gagliardi. I'm Rob Avon. And this is the King Me program. This is where you come when you just need to uh, wind up with your mind up. This is uh, this is a, a it's a podcast, but it, it's more like a <laughs> book because of how smart it is. What is happening right now? <laughs> I am hosting the show. Thank you <laughs> for noticing.
1: Um, guys, you, before we get into the what? movie, I just want to ask everybody respectfully to go over mm-hmm. to iTunes and give us some stars,
0: man. Hey, hop on over to the iTunes. You go you Google what am I saying? You Google you iTunes search.
1: you download it, and then you you create a login and password. And then you go to the King Me program. You give us five stars, you write something nice, and then we'll read it mm-hmm. on the air. That's how yeah. it goes. Yeah,
0: and and then you meet a um, a nice girl or fella, and you settle down. Right. You know, you get married, you buy a house, maybe uh, raise a few pups, and uh, with a little luck, you'll retire. And then, with a lot of luck, you'll die. <laughs> and that's sort of the that's sort of the whole experience, soup to nuts, of rating and reviewing us on iTunes. So do it. Also, no. if
1: anybody's interested, we do a bonus podcast over at Patreon. Go check out our Patreon and you can download our bonus podcast, Wall-to-Wall Carpenter, Ooh. which comes out every week, $5 or more a month, and you will have total access to that. So that's fucking cool, isn't it?
0: Fucking unbridled access. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what if you donate ten dollars, I'll send you a pair of my dirty underwear oh you can sniff'em yeah, you can sniff' them. like a little like a little uh like a little uh what now? What what subs what do subs like to be called like pig bitch is that a good one yeah, like a little pig bitch yeah, you could be like my little piggy and you yeah. can sniff my undies <laughs> oh.
1: Mm-mm. And that, uh, I'll tell you what—that's only for you, ten dollars or more, guys. So that's yeah, that's a eleven,
0: eleven or more. I won't send them to you. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. incentive. So yeah, do those two things. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, it helps. It helps the show more than you could ever know. Yeah. Well, no, because we yeah. explain every week how it helps the show, so you know exactly how y- much. You should know by now. Take notes if you don't. Yeah. You ought to know. Yeah. Guy is... And we're here to remind you.
1: (laughs) This week (laughs) on King Me, we're talking about Riding the Bullet from 2004. Mm. Riding that bullet. Written and directed by Mick Garris. King alum. King alum. This guy... I've been trying to figure out
0: for the duration of this show how to... Make a portmanteau out of king and alum. Mm,
1: I don't. King glum. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I,
0: you you might say it's not worth the effort.
1: <laughs> um, guys, McGarris. Let's talk about him. What has he directed? Yeah. What has he done so far? Who is he? Um, maybe you've heard of Sleepwalkers. Or mm-hmm. the Stand miniseries, Ooh. or uh, or I mean this is not a Stephen King movie, but Critters too. I that's a good <laughs> one. What about uh, Quicksilver <laughs> Highway or The Shining miniseries, or Michael Jackson's Ghosts or his involvement with Michael Jackson's Ghosts, which
0: was not not a ton but he was involved. He was was he a writer on that or something? I think so. Yeah, he didn't he didn't direct. The no. director was uh of course, famously, it was a uh, legitimate scary movie <laughs> guy himself.
1: Rick Rick Baker?
0: Uh, Rick Rick Baker is that his name?
1: Right? Is that? Yeah,
0: all right. Hold All right. Hold on guys.
1: We're going to stop the show. We're yeah. going to listen to back yeah. to that old episode and we'll be right back. Okay. Okay. And we're back. It, we're back. It's it's Rick
0: Baker. All right. You're you're right. Um, per the terms of our off mic agreement, I'm gonna <laughs> do that thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh. well, that that was a crazy time that we had
1: off mic, but we can't certainly oh, can't talk about it here, <laughs> on mic.
0: I ran for I ran for Congress, oh. and I damn near won. But that's, yeah, I got the, I captured the youth vote when I promised to cancel school.
1: (laughs) No more school. And candy for dinner.
0: (laughs) And the principal has to wear a tutu.
1: Oh, my God. That's a solid platform.
0: (laughs) Which is, which is funny because she was a, a ballerina until she injured herself. So this is really rubbing salt in the wounds. That's really mean. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Vote for me, (laughs) bitch, (laughs) bitch. We're we're probably at the risk of doing political humor. We're probably one election away before someone says vote for me, bitch. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's it was
1: like Obama had hope. Like that was the uh, the thing, the poster, the the slogan and mm-hmm. whoever runs next is just, vote for me, bitch. Uh,
0: yeah, well, that would be like, Senator Paul.
1: Like Freddy Krueger or something.
0: He's the next president of
1: the United <laughs> States. N- knife uh, fingers, and he's like, vote for hey, me, bitch.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but that would be an upgrade at this point. Uh-huh. Would, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be an upgrade if, if Freddy Krueger were the president? Yeah. <laughs> With, that would be better Okay than this current guy Yeah I won't even say his name I just call him 45 Yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah good old 45 We're recording this on uh, August 21st uh, Eclipse day mm-hmm. And we we were just talking about how dumb he looks Staring up at the sun like that
0: <laughs> Yeah as dumb as anyone else would look uh, If you hated them with all your heart <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah Yeah
0: Jesus Yeah. Grandpa, please don't stare at the sun, (laughs) please. (laughs) You shouldn't have to tell an adult not to stare at a solar eclipse. Right. But apparently what you can't like that picture is floating around. But apparently in the moment, you could hear an aide yelling to him saying, don't look at it. (laughs) Yeah, I heard. that. That's great.
1: No, 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 God, Uh, don't look.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which means he just has to do it anyway. To defy this person. God. What I wouldn't give for him to go completely blind. Not because, like... Not for any reason other than I think he would handle it so fucking poorly. He's...
1: (laughs) 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 I just imagine, like... Uh, Like, the worst person getting a disability. And he's just, like... I don't know. He has unlimited resources, so... He's just trying anything to get his vision back. Yeah. Eating the eyeballs of the poor to, like, try and get his vision back. It
0: would leak. (laughs) It would leak that he asked one of his staffers if the president can take his son, Baron's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) His young eyes. Oh, those
1: young eyes. They've seen so little. Mm Mm hmm.
0: (laughs) Uh, They've seen. I would imagine all Baron Trump has ever seen is like gigantic stuffed animals that go up to the ceiling. Oh and, God, yeah. And he's just he just sits in his playroom and he goes,
2: <sighs>
0: and that's all he does all day. <laughs> 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 that Baron Trump melancholy, baby, it's deep, it's real, it's good. <laughs> Speaking of entitled white guy melancholy, yeah, riding the bullet.
1: There we go. How's that? Very good segue. Um, Thank God, you. What is this movie about? Um, uh, not what I was
0: expecting at all.
1: Yeah. Let's see. In, from the synopsis here on IMDb, when a man finds out his mother is dying and tries to hitchhike his way to the hospital, he's picked up by a stranger with a deadly secret. Now, that's one way to describe this <laughs> movie. And I think it's not doing the film justice. All right. Did
0: did you like this movie, Dan? I found myself liking this movie.
1: I also found now, myself liking it. But
0: it's now, not I don't know what I saw. expected at all. No. Couldn't have been I was I thought it was just gonna be like scares. Yeah. You know. With Mick with Mick Garris, I feel like he's such a fan of the genre that you pretty much know what you're getting every time. Yep. He's like yeah, he's just committed to, you know, playing, like, you know, pulling moves from the playbook, basically. Right. And uh, this had that sort of... Um, it, it It strove for, and I think occasionally hit on that sort of, like, bookish quality that, like, Shawshank and Dolores Claiborne have. Oh. You know what I mean? Where it's just, like, there's su- there's something more being said here. Yeah, I. And also, I would agree with that. Go oh, on, go
1: ahead. No, no, go on.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, I was really surprised with the sort of the the um the narrative flow of things that it took that it was willing to take so many tangents, and like play out all of those fantasies. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Which Jeez. I think
1: the tangents and the fantasies I feel like make up like half the movie.
0: <laughs> it does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I was, what was I rewatching and. Oh, I rewatched Big Fish a couple nights ago. The Tim Burton film Big Fish, mm-hmm. adapted from the novel by Daniel Wallace. Okay. Ever heard of it? Mm. Um, and I it, I felt like that was the same sort of thing where I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, this whole movie is just like flashbacks and, right. and little stories. Uh, but yeah, no, This most of this movie is just him imagining things happening that don't happen. Right. Yeah, every
1: which... every like scenario, every like <laughs> at every turn he is imagining like in, mo- in most cases it's, it's like the worst case scenario or something like horrible mm-hmm. happening and then he like snaps out of it to the point where yeah. Like I don't know, I didn't believe anything I I saw until I saw the whole thing play out. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. Like it, which I think is great because then you get to, yeah, the whole thing with David Arquette. Yeah. And you have no idea what to believe, anymore. Mm. which is fine because, you know, it's all pretty symbolic anyway.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. So, yeah. So we said that he's hitchhiking. He gets pulled over or uh, he gets picked up by a, a stranger with a deadly secret. Right. Now mm-hmm. that that is true, um, but that certainly doesn't happen until well into the movie, at least an hour into the movie. Yeah, before and like, that happens. To
0: to glance over the stuff that happens before that happens is crazy because there's some big shit happening. Oh my god! Yeah, like so, let's for example, an attempted suicide. Right. Let's
1: talk about the main character here. So. Some of the uh, the cast. We'll run down the cast real quick. Uh, real quick. Sure. Uh, Jonathan Jackson plays our lead character, Alan Parker. Jonathan mm-hmm. Jackson, from uh, he, you might know him as uh, the young man Mud from um, Camp Nowhere. Remember that movie from the Primus song, "My Name Is Mud." Yeah, he's that psychopath. <laughs> um, <laughs> you might also... I've uh, never
0: seen that movie, no. uh,
1: It was a great movie from the 90s where kids take over a camp and they just do whatever they want. Christopher Lloyd is in it. It's good.
0: Oh, I love that. Uh, Is he the camp counselor and he's losing his mind?
1: No, you know what? He is like he's a I call it like a degenerate or some sort. Like he's just like the face of the camp because there needs to be like an adult that Answers the door basically, right? <laughs> um, you ever see that movie He's Ix- accepted the one with like Justin Long and Justin uh, Long, yeah, you know, Jonah co- Hill, right? Yeah, 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 the college movie. It's, I think, I've seen bits of it. It's almost exactly the same thing, same premise where like Lewis Black has to be like the grown up who plays the dean. It this uh-huh. is like the kid version, but it's a camp. It, these are the same kids. They grow up and they're like, we, first we started a camp. Now we're going to start our own college. And then after this, maybe they'll start their own businesses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a downgrade in terms of like novelty. But <laughs> right. Still in, in terms of you like know? sticking it to the man and whatnot. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Isn't that just isn't that just how it always goes, right? Mm. you start off fighting the man and then at some point you become him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who else is in this? Uh, David
1: Arquette, who has not mm. been any in any of Stephen King movies, but his sister. But he has been in Scream. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Scream, <laughs>
0: sure, and Hamlet too. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, he in was time. in Hamlet
0: too, wasn't he? He he has one of the funniest jokes in Hamlet too. What what I mean. is it? It's when he uh, it's when Katherine Keener is leaving Steve Coogan. Uh-huh. For David Arquette, and he just walks up, and he's like, he sighs, and he like leans. There's like a ladder next to him, Uh-huh. and he he sighs like he's about to say something, but then he just picks the ladder up and walks out of the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. that's, <laughs> that's, that's very, very good.
1: good. Yeah. Um, yeah, David Arquette's sister Alexis Arquette was in a bunch of uh, Stephen King movies. He was in two of them. She was in the Corn Kids what, one. What's the other one? Oh right, I forgot and, about the Corn Kids one. One of those. Uh, sometimes they come back. Uh, the second one, I believe.
0: Yes, yes. Um, be- speaking of all the movies that we do for this show, mm-hmm. did you see that? Did you see that Gizmodo ranked uh, every Stephen King adaptation, but didn't include like all of the other Corn Kids movies besides the first one? Yeah, there and were, no Salem's Lot 2. Right. There. Yeah. Some it real was, coward shit.
1: Yeah, it's bullshit. They they ranked. I think it was like 58 adaptations of King's work, which is, it's fine. Pretty good. Yeah, it's fine, I guess. I guess, but (laughs) I don't know. What episode is this? This is like 60-something. Yeah, yeah. You got to go deep, baby, all right? Hey. Don't give me any of this fucking garbage, like, oh, those other corn kids movies don't count. Of course they count. Of course they count. <laughs> same universe. Can we um, same same stalks of corn? We got it counts. <laughs> same bugs. I'm same like, water. I turn into like a it's lunatic. Kids,
0: <laughs> 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 it's uh, you're stepping on Sean Thomason's toes, screaming about corn kids, which he famously did. <laughs> yeah, I know. On uh, I believe was it the second one? Uh, no, it had to be the third, third one because he wasn't with us for the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um I miss Sean. Yeah. Sean, if you're listening, hope you're doing well. Hope to hear from you soon. Yeah. Um if you're not listening, well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my breath, frankly. <laughs> uh, uh what's he ever done for us, you know? <laughs> um besides give up about 7 hours of his time now. Oh my god, so much
1: more than that. I mean, between watching it's the cr- movies it, and recording.
0: It's really hurtful to think of what we've put people through.
1: Yeah, don't think about it too much Just because
0: like, it hurts my you know, feeling. <laughs> it remi- Yeah, it's like the audio version of the uh the torture machine from the Princess Bride. <laughs> we just Not to 50. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh we are a couple of six-fingered men for sure. Hey. Definitely. For uh for episode 69. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> should we review should we find a Stephen King porn parody and review that? God. Is there such a thing? There must be, right?
1: What is that? Dude, rule This movie rule This movie
0: is called Riding the Bullet.
1: That is horny as hell That is horny as hell All right.
0: Yeah Huh What would you How would you do Christine though And you just call it Christine's tits (laughs) And like The dead zone Of course the head zone
1: Oh Oh my god This uh, Let's Hold on I I, I just imagine (laughs) There's like An it Fuck it Oh my Stephen King porn It's a tumblr though So that's probably nothing Right. It it can't possibly be anything.
0: Um well, how about let's try the Shining Porn Parody? Cuz I would watch mm-hmm. an art house porn parody. The Shining Parody, Bizarre Midget Porn. Uh I'm not clicking that. <laughs> That's Oh, I found one on sextvx.com. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, oh, there's okay, a Shining there's one Porn Parody. <laughs> Yeah, so I think we have to.
1: Oh my god, this is
0: All right. Well. <laughs>
2: let's, All let's right. Do it. Let's
0: but we have to agree. We have to agree either neither of us jerks off or we both have to jerk off. <laughs> I mean, cuz like if one of us does and the other doesn't, we're coming at it from two totally different places. <laughs> right. I yeah, you're right. Um
1: well, I guess we could figure that out, you know, when we're watching it and texting each other,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. or not texting each other. Oh, as it, yeah. Like I'm gonna, like I'm. Never mind. <laughs> I don't want to keep talking about it like this. I do think it's a good idea for episode sixty nine. That is a good idea. Um, uh, yeah, well, what do well, we call this one though? This digression. Oh, um. Because there's there's of course hill of the king and pop of the king. Um. um fuck. How about just how about just pho of the king. Like fucking. D- like fucking. Yeah, uh, pho, pho of the king. Uh, but we'll spell it like the uh the soup.
1: <laughs> like that delicious Vietnamese uh, uh noodle bowl.
0: Um, that's the same one yeah yeah the very same all right all right i think i think it's set in stone it's set, uh, yeah i mean you can't Everyone. go back on this now Be... no i think it's too good of an idea imagine if we just started getting like a shitload of emails finally
1: because <laughs> Cause we we finally tapped into our audience
0: <laughs> yeah we got them so horny that they had to say hi <laughs> 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 oh um, my god! Yeah, no, I actually do kind of. I think this is kind of a good idea.
1: No, I I agree. I think we should do this. Um, it's very. We're on, this will be episode
0: sixty-three. So, uh in in six weeks time.
1: Yeah, so we'll be in the middle of doing like nightmares and dreamscapes, and then we'll we'll step away from that <laughs> and mm-hmm. and do uh, <laughs> a-
0: porn parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we should find a couple because they're only like twenty minutes long. Well, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess they are. I was, I was assuming that it would be like a full-length film based off of like a king, uh, king property.
0: Hmm. Mm. Well, no, I think it's about twenty minutes. Yeah, you're right. Um. Oh my God! I mean. Yeah, there's a guy named Scatman in the original. Of oh, course, you got to make a porn parody out gross. of that. Gross. And his whole deal is that he's super horny when he's not at work. He he yeah, Scatman fucks.
1: <laughs> That's his deal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, he's he's in a poo though. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. And. In- yeah, so instead of blood rushing out of the elevators, it's it's just <laughs> it's just cum. Oh, I was going to say vaginal uh mucus. Oh. <laughs> that's yeah. Vaginal mucus. A natural lubricant. Yeah, that's what it's called, man. <laughs> is it is that what it's called? Yeah, it's vaginal mucus. I don't. Uh, you don't believe me. I don't know. You don't believe that when women get all horny mm-hmm. and, and 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 goofy. Yeah. OK. Horny <laughs> and goofy. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Se- yeah. They get so goofy that they get all horned up mm-hmm. and uh, they want to they want to get sexy mm-hmm. uh, for fun. Right. And they start they secreting, secreting mucus. Vaginal mucus. Yes. All right. I'm Googling it. All right. Well, um.
1: So this guys. has been OBG Why not <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright Let's talk about riding the bullet though None of this filth talk
0: No it's scientific Of course Well hey You know who else is in this movie You know who plays our main character Alan Parker when he's older um, I did see it before. Um, oh, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, uh, d- yeah, you go ahead. Friend of the show,
0: Peter LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> the Peter that's LaCroix. Yeah. Of, w- uh, the <laughs> kingpin of the LaCroix empire. <laughs> I wish I had one to crack open right now. I don't. Um, uh, that's Okay. That's okay. Um, LaCroix, of course, King Me is sponsored by LaCroix, the most racist uh, seltzer beverage. Water, yep. lightly flavored. Just a kiss. <laughs> um, just a kiss, the thing you'd never let your daughter do with someone outside her race. That's <laughs> LaCroix. <laughs> uh, um,
1: All right, so riding the bullet. Yep, this movie also stars Barbara Hershey <laughs> from, uh, from Beaches, and uh, Mick Garris' um, staple, uh, Matt Frewer.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, I believe Mick Garris's wife is in this.
1: She is in this. And we definitely... The bath hag. Yeah, she plays the bath hag. No, she actually plays um, Annie Wilkes. Um, nurse Annie Wilkes from
0: Misery. I totally miss that. Yep. That's very embarrassing. Holy shit. Yeah, I love that yeah it just um rob i love that <laughs> i i love it i don't i don't care i love it yeah um <laughs> wait so is misery
1: set in the swing 60s no because annie wilkes in this is i i mean you know whatever i guess she's supposed to be younger cynthia garris i don't know how old she is in this movie um, and it does not say on line her birth year, so yeah. Um, I don't know. She's like, she looks younger, I guess, and more like a nurse, we'll say, than like, um, what's Kathy Bates? Kathy Bates looks mm-hmm.
0: like um, a church g- girl.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. You know, it's probably just like a nod. It's probably not the same character, but even so.
0: Hmm. Oh, wow. You want to hear something even weirder? Yes. Uh, we, I of course, we're not supposed to talk about Stephen King's books, but are we allowed to talk about other books that have been written? Sure. Okay. So according to the Wikipedia page for the character Annie Wilkes... Um, uh there's a novel by or a novella by an author named Kim Newman called The Other Side of Midnight where um Anne uh Annie Wilkes <laughs> murders John Lennon. What? Yeah, it's like an alter an alternate history uh where she murders John Lennon who is relevant to this this movie.
1: Yeah, that's really weird.
0: Yeah. Huh. It's it, it's a weirdly uh, closed circle. Yeah. What do you think it means? N- nothing. I don't think it means anything. But yeah. I do think it's a, a weird coincidence. Oh, definitely.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. All hmm. right. But yeah, so John Lennon factors into this, which is annoying because John Lennon, of course, famously sucks at music. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care about John Lennon. Wait, oh. Not. Not even... <laughs> Um, not even in an in-
1: uh-huh, no, i you go ahead
0: Talk. I was just gonna say, not in like a contrarian way, I just think he's a piece of shit
1: well, he no well he yeah, he's a he's a beater of women,
0: um, yeah, but also wrote some really bad songs, like what imagine, yeah, imagine's a really bad song, yeah, it is <laughs> it, it's annoying, and it's bad, his stupid Christmas song is terrible, yeah, yeah. No, I I can't... Instant Karma is pretty good.
1: Yeah, I can't really argue with, like... I don't know. I like the Beatles. And then as soon as they broke up, I think each one of them has, like, some good songs on their own. But, like, the four of them together was... They made magic. But Mm -hmm. also, I don't know. I've I've heard people, you know, try and uh, say that the Beatles aren't that good. And...
0: Oh, yeah, I know I, that's I think that's very annoying, but go on.
1: No, it is very annoying. But if I if I listen to somebody tell me that the Beatles aren't good for long enough, I'll probably buy into it. Like <laughs> there's a good well, amount of Beatles songs that are just like children's songs, you know?
0: Yeah, but I don't think that's a strike against them. And like, no, it doesn't. have I, to. Be. I don't know. Like I fucking I love they might be giants. And that's a very similar <laughs> yeah, situation, yeah. <laughs> where That's it's true. like it's not cool, it's not endearing to a lot of people, but it's still like undeniably good songwriting. Um I don't I don't listen to the Beatles. <laughs> like I don't ever put the Beatles on. Yeah. But I think you I think you have to acknowledge that they like they could write songs. They knew how to even d- even they... like fucking Octopus's Garden yeah. is fine. No, it is fine. Yeah.
1: You heard here, folks. That the Beatles are fine. The Beatles,
0: <laughs> you know what? They get a pass. <laughs> John Lennon, though, you're on notice. Yep. Uh, and, of course, you know, Ringo is obviously the best Beatle, but George is a close second. <laughs> Love Ringo. I do, too. He's, like, the best person out of all of them by yeah. far. Yeah. He uh, just wants to have a good time. Yeah. Can't... He's the party... He's the Spuds Mackenzie of the Beatles <laughs> oh, that's good
1: uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, all right what's this movie about though hard to say and I don't uh, care to weigh in um,
0: yeah no okay the, so, so our main
1: our main, our main character <laughs> Alan Parker hold on uh, hold yep. on
0: well actually go ahead go ahead <laughs> sorry I was what, I was what gonna is do happening? a little bit. No I wanted to do a little bit But it's taking me a second to cue the bit up oh, um, my god. Uh, Okay right, so You ready? Hold okay. on <laughs> Let me s- I'm gonna set <laughs> I'm gonna set the stage The year is 1969 Oh my god Free love is in The man is out mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy is dead uh, But free love is not Uh, Flowers Woodstock Carlos Santana's legendary set At Woodstock Uh, A woman's covered in mud And it's real hot Uh, Cars are still big (laughs) All right now you get the idea. Oh. Did you go to sleep? What? <laughs> yeah, I went into sleep mode.
1: <laughs> I understand. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. What? No, no, that's it's fine. Everything is fine. <laughs>
0: okay, cut it. <laughs> it's fine. You can
1: cut it. Nope, I'm, not, I'm never
0: cutting anything ever again. No, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a little am- Look, okay, I understand I'm a little amped up. I understand that. And I'm sorry. Uh, Why are you you so amped up? (sighs) Because I had a big old cup of coffee, and now Uh I'm feeling super random. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. All right, right, so
1: I think periodically throughout this movie, we're going to just drop in some fucking 60s tunes to really get your juices flowing, get your vaginal mucus flowing. Um, Right,
0: so... As we were saying, the year is 1969. Go on. It's so distracting. <laughs> is it really? I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I can't. Um I Alan Parker, he's an art student and he's and he's a fucking yep. morbid morbid fucking little kid. Is what's oh going on. Oh my god, on. he's so dark and twisted. Uh, he no, he um he he draws his art is um Oh, man. I wish I looked it up before I started saying this. But he's the his art is the exact same art as the guy who drew uh, Silver Bullet. And um, he drew, like, Swamp oh, Thing. Um, yeah. Uh, bleh, uh, this guy. Uh, what the fuck it's is his name? It's literally the same, though? Yeah. It's literally the same guy. Uh, Cycle of the Werewolf oh, that's artist. Right. And his name is... Uh, Uh, Bernie Wrightson Just passed away Uh, Bernie Wrightson Fantastic illustrator And this kid's art is that So it's dark And it's fucking twisted Right And uh, Uh. Matt Frewer Is his art teacher And they're uh, Everybody's drawing the model Like you know The way they You know See it And he's just like It's dark man I see her as this like zombie With like the grim reaper just like looming
0: over her. I, this character really made me so grateful that I'm not a college student anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I think I was probably this exact brick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think every, every year you're going to look back at like the year before version of you and be like, that guy was a super fucking asshole. Um,
0: Dude, every five minutes.
1: Yeah, no, it is every, but like the further you get away, like to think about things that I did and said and like opinions that I, I held so strongly, I, I want to throw up. (laughs) It makes me want to
0: vomit. (laughs) Oh man. Guess who didn't. Yeah. No. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Guess who didn't understand Occupy Wall Street while it was happening? <laughs> no, that's. the Yeah, the I mean, fat baby who is too scared to leave his dorm. <laughs> <laughs> that's.
1: Who. Yeah, I mean, that's but that's fine. I mean, I think that's the whole point is you're supposed to be a fucking like self-righteous prick when you're younger. And then hopefully like you mm-hmm. grow out of it and you're just like, all right, everything is fucking various shades of gray and we have to deal with this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just wish someone would have like really really shut me down. Like hard. Just just yeah. shit all over me. It made me feel so small cuz I <laughs> needed that. Yeah. 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 You're right. Um yeah. So <laughs> the year is 1969. Uh Whoa! Brian Wilson was screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> Charles Manson was just getting started. Was screaming right a, back at him. <laughs> a young Richard Nixon was sweating and looking over his shoulder. Uh, and of uh, course, Vietnam man. Ah, uh, 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 Vietnam. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> The year was 1969. We had just been deployed to K-Sun. Oh, I was going to keep going. No. Yeah.
1: Um, so this kid, Alan Parker, super dark. He's he's
0: taking a bath. He's He's real high, man. <laughs> super dark, taking a bath. That makes it sound like he's always in the bath.
1: <laughs> well, it, from what I can tell, he's, he in art, a time in the he's in
0: art class in a clawfoot bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: when he he's stoned in his bathtub and then he's like playing with a razor blade, considering slicing his wrist.
0: Right. Yes.
1: And then who walks in? But the Grim Reaper himself. What? And a Grim Reaper walks over. Grabs a joint, takes a fucking hit off of it, and he's like, This shit is. He he makes a face like, This is fucking dirt. And then he's like, (laughs) Listen, man, if you want the good shit, I know a guy. And then he's like, Why don't you you slice up those wrists? It's real fun over here. He does say that. It's very strange.
0: Yeah, uh, I
1: don't. On the wall like the women that are up on the walls painted on the walls start
0: like talking and saying like do it do it yeah I think they're all saying cut just cut 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 oh yeah did cut. the did the women before the women on the wall start talking though did the painting ch- did like the wall painting change behind old Grim Reapy? oh did it because it look I think yeah because it starts out it's just like big naked women or whatever but then yeah. behind the Grim Reaper, there's like arms bursting out of a out of the wall. So I, I think that there. was like a nice little. Oh, were they? Maybe I don't know. I just thought that was a way to make it spookier. But it's, I mean, it's so spooky.
1: So then yeah, uh, it's very scary, of course. Then he's about to do it, and he he cuts a little bit, and then, um, well, his girlfriend busts in the bathroom with all of their friends, and they take a picture of him and. Ah, it's a very oh what? We're surprised. It's your birthday. Yes. Happy birthday! Yeah.
0: Then he gets spooked and he accidentally uh, slices very deeply across his whole arm. Right. Um. Uh, and yeah, so they yeah you know, he goes to the hospital. He he makes it. Uh, and then yeah, what think, what like, happens here? Like the the girlfriend earlier in the
1: day, she was like, "Listen, I don't think this is working out. It's free love, baby." Yeah. Right? You can't yeah. she you can't basically like, she wants to she wants to party. She wants to fuck. And he's like, yeah, um, I'm like too square for all that, basically. Um, uh-huh. But I can't believe you're breaking up with me on my birthday.
0: And she's like,
1: we're not breaking up. I just want like an open
0: thing. Come on. Yeah. The polyamory discussion probably could have waited a day. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. Um,
1: So that's why he's like, he's bummed out, laying in the tub, getting high, considering killing himself. And then she like, when she breaks in, um, you know, then he cuts himself and then he he ends up in the hospital. And she's there and she's like, listen, I don't want to break up. Like, let's not do this. But then they leave and she's like, well, he says to her, he's like, listen, I know you just want to stay together because you don't want me to kill myself Um, (laughs) so let's just break up I'm fine nothing's gonna happen so that's what happens they break up and he's like he's bummed out and he's hanging out with his like dopey friends but like before they break up his girlfriend gives him tickets to see John Lennon and the Plastic Ono band oh
0: my god now oh in nineteen, 19- now okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> it, that's a huge deal, right? It's John friggin' Lennon. It's he's John in. Is it's, it's JFL? Yeah. Just for laughs festival.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and
1: so they break up, and then he's hanging with his friends. They're getting high. They're talking about how cool like it would be to see John Lennon. And mm-hmm. right at that moment, like the phone rings and it's his mom's neighbor and the neighbor says, oh, your mom had a, it was a stroke, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
1: She has a stroke and you gotta come home. So uh, he, he lives in Maine. Um, <laughs> or his mom lives in Maine. So he's got to hitchhike back. Right. So that's. That sends him on his like Little journey here mm-hmm. But I don't know What What do you think of all What do you think of this so far We're we're like 20 minutes into the movie And I don't know Like I've heard Mick Garris say that this is like a very personal project For him right huh. This movie was out in theaters but it was only like Two theaters and it was poorly advertised And like You know, it didn't get any sort of, you know, press or notice. Yeah. Um, It's it's a very strange movie. Like the structure of the movie itself is is strange.
0: Yeah. I mean, the structure is like a little rambling. uh, Right. And I, I think that's because there are so many tangents of, you know, like his fantasies or whatever, you know. So it does make it a little. Not even non-linear, but I think it takes some of the air out of it every time it does one of those cutaways to a, a fake thing that's not happening.
1: Yeah, it's... But even with... Even the real things that are happening, like the first guy that picks him up is... Um, what's the fucking guy's name? Adam uh, from from uh, Dazed and Confused. Is it Adam Gold? No, Nikki Cat. I'm oh, sorry, Nikki Cat. Um... He plays like the tough guy who bullies Adam Goldberg. Yeah. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. So he picks him up first and he's like, he's, you know, playing up this whole hippie thing. And then they get into a car accident. And his fucking wig falls off. And uh, and it turns out that he was like he was in Vietnam. He was a soldier. Right. And then and then Alan just like gets out of the car and like leaves him. Like, that whole, like, weird... I mean, that's like... It's like five minutes of the movie, but it's so strange. Yeah. It's so weird that it happens that way. I don't know. It seems like this was supposed to be more of a road movie, like a, a journey kind of thing, like a fucking on-the-road style, uh,
0: you know, story, instead of an actual yeah.
1: horror story.
0: Right, and it makes sense because, like, you know, that's the time period it's set in Again, it, the year is 1969 And, uh, oh man Fuck it, it was what? gonna be Riders on the Storm Oh, come on I, I, Alright, the year is 1969 <laughs> <laughs> Okay What were you gonna do? Uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: have all of our like uh our, our our 60s music queued up here. It's just the soundtrack from Forrest Gump people. All right. That's all we're Is playing. that what you're doing? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh. But I feel like all of these songs <laughs> are in Forrest Gump.
0: Yeah, so far.
1: Number one song of uh, 1969, Dan.
0: What is it? Okay. Uh you got it's something
1: It's the height of Vietnam, man. You had It's a summer of
0: love. It's Woodstock. Was it like Neil Diamond or something? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's really funny. Sugar. Sugar. Oops.
1: Yep. That was it. Uh,
0: honey, honey.
1: By a cartoon Yo, do we band. talk about...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. That is just like... That is a valuable lesson for uh, anyone who wants to get uh, politically active yeah. don't a little radicalized <laughs> yeah um, just be just just be aware that no one cares Yeah, no one <laughs> like most shit. people most people are too busy listening to the fucking archies right to give a shit right um d- have we talked about riverdale uh i don't think we have yeah are you all caught up it's, you watch the whole thing
1: yeah i did did you i love it season two is coming out like in october good or maybe even sooner Thank than god that. like <laughs> it was something nuts like <laughs> season one ended and then like three months later they're like season two coming out real fast
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like it does seem sort of a bit like whatever our first idea is that's the one we'll do no matter how crazy yeah um it's, it's just definitely the gang activity <laughs> the it, it's it's great it you know jughead is it, the son of a biker
1: it's it's weird because it's like it's a dark version of of Riverdale and the gang, right? Everybody is you know in a gang or they're uh um you know they're they're murdered or murderers or like it's just wild wild shit like that. And um but also there's still like there the skeleton of Archie stories are in there. Like there's a whole, yeah. the whole storyline where – a whole episode where um, Archie is dating – I forget which one of the uh, pussycats he is dating. But he's dating one of them, helping her like, write a song or something. And basically, mm-hmm. it's going to be like a talent show thing. So they're like, he's going to be performing at the talent show. That's like <laughs> his story, essentially. There's another one where yeah. he, him and Reggie are competing to be captain of the football team. But it's like,
0: it's the <laughs> darkest version of all of those
1: things.
0: Right. Yeah. The the things that are shaping those storylines are just like, people are turning up dead. Right. Um, a body a just washed of, up on shore. Yeah. There's a strong undercurrent of incest riding through the whole oh season. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's crazy how much of this, the the plot is driven by incest.
1: Yeah. Quite a bit, like all of
0: it. Yeah, yeah. The whole fucking season kind of hinges on a brother and sister really uh, getting along. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's some Game of Thrones shit. Um, yeah, man. But it's on the WB. So the- it's with Riverdale gang, um, and it's like it's nine hundred two one zero and a little bit of Twin Peaks and I don't know some some other
0: dark kind of. And, melodrama uh, in there. Yeah, and I what is it? Cole Sprouse? Is that who plays Jughead? Oh, I don't know. Oh yeah. I I think it it's one of the Sprouses, but I think it's Cole. Okay. Cole Sprouse. Cole Sprouse. Yeah. Uh huh. Alright. And he's uh he's something else. Yeah. He he's like he's my favorite part of the fucking show. He's he's the narrator.
1: Yeah, he right. He's writing like a murder thing, mystery novel.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's not lose sight of the fact this whole thing is from Jughead's perspective. Love it. Ah, uh, It's it's dope. I really do like that show. <laughs> I guess that we should probably change the name of this show from King Me to Whatever We Saw Last Me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was oh, gonna we say... should do an episode about Top Chef called Lakshmi. Uh, called what? Like Lakshmi. Oh. Like Lakshmi. <laughs> Jesus. As in Padma? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Um... Hey, you know what's been great about doing open mics again is getting to hear uh, the worst people on <laughs> earth say... Oh, guess you guys didn't get that one.
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> oh, fuck you guys. That's funny. Oh, I fucking thought it was funny. Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh wow! I have to explain why my joke didn't work to you. <laughs> what um,
1: what what are some of the differences between uh, New Jersey comedy,
0: whoa, and uh, that Arizona <laughs> comedy? Uh. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I've been trying to find analogs for everyone that we uh, know right. from doing comedy. Um, I found, I for sure found a Mark. If Mark weren't funny and he vaped, he'd be this guy. <laughs> I shouldn't say he's not funny, but he doesn't seem to have his wits about him.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh,
0: I There are a couple candidates for Jack. It's just about figuring out. Uh, Who's who's got the best? Seemingly, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Who's seemingly scarier, but is actually more of a puppy dog? Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, yeah. And the Rob Avons are dime a dozen. Definitely. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. There's only one, and it's me. (laughs) I go on stage as Rob Avon out here. Oh. Well, that's good mm-hmm. And they call me the Rob Avon of comedy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah uh, No it's I don't know I found a little bit That Shit that wouldn't fly in Jersey Does yeah. fly here a little more Like like what for like, example Well I hesitate to shit talk Because god forbid You know I don't want to ruffle anyone's feathers but I will say I saw someone do a set and there was it was like every alt hack convention you can think of. Oh. And everyone just <laughs> lapped it up. It was so weird. Like even he even did the thing where he said something smelled like an abstract noun. Uh. He was like, it smelled it smelled like butterfingers and depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes. remember that from 10 fucking years ago yeah wow that's, that's yeah that, is that it, whole thing started because of padden oswalt's kfc bowl bit and that was 10 years ago
1: did uh, is, is it just like you know how there's like a heroin epidemic going on um but it's like worse <laughs> on the east coast because the the heroin comes from the the middle east like afghanistan area and then it hits the East right. Coast first, and then as it crosses the country, it just gets stepped on more and more, and becomes less pure. Yeah, is that exactly, why yeah. people are doing bits from ten years ago?
0: I think so. There's a there's a, a line in a Hold Steady song where he says, "The heavy stuff ain't quite as it quite at its heaviest by the time it gets out to suburban Minneapolis." Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think that principle applies here. Oh, yeah. all right. Well. Yeah, but, you, you know, God bless them. Everyone fucking loved it. And I'm not even, I'm not trying to be an elitist. You know, these are good, simple people. Sure. Agrarian, no doubt. Uh-huh. Um, but I got to say, you know, I was shaking my head in disapproval at that one. <laughs> do you, uh, when you go up, do you just like... Annihilate? Are you like Bill
1: Hicks up there, just fucking like?
0: <laughs> no, I actually I ate a lot of shit this week. Really? At the mic or last week? I guess. Yeah. Um. No, the I mean, you know, mics in general are are tough. Of They're course, tougher than shows. Yeah. But I did not have my wits about me at all. I okay. was like, you know. Based on my performance here on this podcast today, you can imagine me sort of rambling through my premises. <laughs> um, it's like, to, um, you know, like uh, when you go to uh, the guy with the teeth, uh, the the teeth doctor. You know what I'm talking about. All right, here we go. <laughs> um. <laughs> How's everyone doing? <laughs> uh, that's my favorite when when you uh, when when people try to do crowd work and they're just like. <laughs> they ask like a yes or no question and then they <laughs> don't get the answer they wanted. And <laughs> they're like, oh, alright. Uh. <laughs> that is good. So yeah, so I was flying in an airplane. <laughs> so I was flying in an airplane the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um well I, So uh, riding the riding the bullet. Yeah, riding the bullet. Let's go. What happens Hey-ho. here? He come uh, he passes by a car accident where Mm -hmm. the guy is hurt very badly right um
0: correct what is i
1: don't know he keeps flashing back to like scenes of his mom right and like all these like kind of most of them are like pretty nice you know it's nice memories that he has um his father like she says that he died in a car Accident right um, But it does it, it Did he take off or did he, he Was he killed what I forget what Happens I watched the this father movie so many didn't weeks he ago. kill
0: Himself oh or yes was that yes f- No you're right he, he put a shotgun in His mouth yes that's right yeah um, Also If in case anyone's thinking of turning this Off I'm introducing a new segment later so You're gonna want to stick around oh stick it. around okay. guys yeah, or, stick around for the new segment.
1: Yeah, then he gets picked up by this uh, old man played by uh, Cliff Robertson. Cliff Robertson, mm-hmm. who um, he is, uh, we're going to be talking about him when we uh, when we get to uh, Escape from L.A. on to Wall Carpenter available uh, available on uh, Patreon, mm-hmm. five dollars a month. Uh, available burgers.
0: Yeah, available burgers. Um, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you trying to figure out how to get to Wahlburgers from here?
1: <laughs> you know what? I was I thought about it for a second and then I just <laughs> passed it by. Um, I was uh, I was at the Lorita Winery over the weekend. No big deal. And uh, friend of the show. <laughs> they uh, they had a food truck thing going on there, and Wahlburgers was there. What? Really? Yeah. Uh, we did not was get there. A Wahlburg? No. That's too bad. No.
0: Hey. Hey, everyone, form, form a single line, okay? Once Heck. you order your food, step back, okay? We'll call your name. Hey, take this number and then remember it. Okay. We, uh, we got a lot of nerve making fun of anyone for doing hacky shit from 10 years ago. Oh, my, uh, fuck us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this but movie is fun. set in 1969? Like Ooh. Ooh. The year is 1969. Free love reigns supreme. Yeah. Vietnam. Drawing drawing flowers on people's
1: faces.
0: What was it? Drawing flowers on people's faces? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, this guy, Uh, this old man. Assaulting women in the name of free love was all the (laughs) rage. This old man picks up
1: our, our hero here. It's just, it's nothing This 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 whole part, I don't know He keeps like, there's another version of him Who like, there's a second him in the backseat Who keeps telling him like, uh, get out This guy's weird, something's not right here So he starts freaking out and he gets out of the car Right, he gets scared Right And then he uh, gets into a little scuffle with some rednecks Who try and uh, beat him up
0: Watch out Yeah That was me telling him to watch out for the rednecks
1: Watch out and then he has this memory of um, this amusement park that he went to with his mom where they waited online to ride the bullet, which is a roller coaster mm. at this park. And uh, when it got to be their turn, he chickened out and he said, I don't want to do it anymore, mom. And she like, I think she hit him in the head or something. And
0: uh, yeah, and yeah. Something like that. She's very mean about it, for she, sure.
1: Yeah, she's very mean. Um, but I, this... It's mostly this kid, like, imagining things, like, his imagination just running wild. And then, I don't know, his, like, I don't even know. He, he stumbles into a, a cemetery, right? And he sees the headstone of his father, which turns out to be, like, uh, it's real, right? But, I don't know, something, there's an inscription on it that changes to, but, I don't know, something. Doesn't matter. But then he leaves, and that's when he gets picked up by uh, David Arquette. Um, David Arquette, who's, um, while he was in the cemetery, he also stumbled upon David Arquette's tombstone. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, David Arquette is like, he's a greaser. He's driving a uh, a, a car very similar to Christine.
0: I think they said like... I think it's supposed to be Chris, or like... If not Christine it's a, an obvious It is a nod to it, it, is, in the trivia. it
1: No it, yeah it, it's 100% A nod to it but I think the, the year Is like off um, uh, The old red car with the white top is supposed To be the 57 the same make and model As Christine but I think This car is mm-hmm. older Yeah this, this The Christine car is a 1958 Plymouth Fury And uh George's car. David Arquette's car here is a 1960 Plymouth Fury.
0: These are the details Mm.
1: that you will receive from (laughs) this podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So if my score is a little lower than the IMDB score, you know why. (laughs) Yeah. Um.
1: (laughs) So they're driving and the kid starts like starts freaking out a little bit. He knows, you know, he knows who this guy is. He knows he's a ghost. And, um, we all know it. We all know. We we know. Yeah. <laughs> There's that whole like um that whole section where David Arquette like explains what happened to him, like how he died, and it cuts to um it's a cutaway scene, basically. That's just, it's like a movie playing called Riding the Bullet, starring George Stubb. And uh <laughs> and then on the screen it's uh You know played like this I don't know 50s style uh, uh, car movie or something and then he gets into an accident his he's decapitated his head ends up in the back seat and uh,
0: and then it just says the end question mark. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know man. They were like I kind of like those like i like that one i like the stylization of it yeah can i tell you which which cutaway i really hated yeah and by hated i mean it really upset me what um the one where his mom's in the hospital and they take him in to go see her and she can only like squawk kind of oh yeah it's not even squawking she just kind of like opens her mouth and like a high-pitched shriek comes out yeah and she's not like really emoting with her face too much. It's very upsetting. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it, that felt like very David Lynchy to me. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah. There, there's some good stuff in this movie. And I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think it's like totally marketed the wrong way. And I don't know. Maybe even like, I don't know. Maybe you could have used like one more pass at the script. Tighten it up maybe a little bit But um, what ends up happening is David Arquette Basically tells this kid He's got to make a choice Right Um, You know it's I'm taking one of you with me It's you or your mom And his mom is sick in the hospital And he's like I don't want to choose And David Arquette's like Well if you don't choose I'm taking you both What are we going to do? And, uh, you know, there's, like, a struggle. He tries running away. Um, He ends up in that theme park. He ends up uh, riding the fucking bullet. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's the name of the movie. Um, But he ends up having to fucking choose. Like, he gets in the car, and he starts thinking about all the, the good times that he had with his mom, all the nice things that she did. Like, she raised him basically on her own, and... And uh, he's like, what am I? uh, I don't want to make this choice. And he's like, you got to make the choice. If you don't make the choice, then I'm taking you both. And then Ah. and then he chooses his mom. What what did you think of that, Dan?
0: I think it was. I think it was exactly what that character should have done. I mean, not should have done, but like. That's what that character would do. Like, this is someone who is. Obsessed with death in only the way That someone who hasn't like Really thought about it Is right. yeah Just like and, the abstract kind of idea Of death and how like Yes it's spooky and I'm <laughs> I'm fucking And it's romantic and, and Yeah um and like You know you get a sense of How he actually handles Mortality from every step of this Every step along the way like you know, he accidentally cuts himself and he panics. Like, he panics real bad. Mm -hmm. Um, He... When he... Yeah, like, even just, like, finding out his mom had a stroke, there are three, I think, fake scenarios that play out on screen where the doctors give him, like, terrible news. Right. So, like, he can't... He can't cope with, like, actual mortality. That's true. I think it makes... Oh, all right. So But then on on top of that too, he was like, Well, she worked so hard to raise me. If I were to die, I don't think she could handle that. Multiple times we hear the mom say, like, you're all I have or whatever. Right. Um so there's that too. Every
1: yeah, I guess every step of the way, this kid is like is faced with death. Um Mm -hmm. he obviously in the beginning he accidentally cuts his wrist, right? And he almost dies. Or, um, then the first guy that picks him up, right, is, uh, Nikki Cat, who plays like the undercover hippie kind of thing. Um, uh huh. But what ends up, ends up happening is like once, once Nikki Cat gets in, they get into the accident or whatever, which was like scary near death kind of accident. Um, and his wig falls off. He says, like, yeah, it was a soldier. And the shit that they made us do over there, man, it was fucking. You know, it was horrible, like women and children and all that stuff. Right. So like some it was like weird death stuff there. Right. Then the next people yeah. uh, he comes in contact with, like are the people at the accident who that guy his like his head is bleeding really bad and don't know if he's alive or dead. Um, then he gets into uh, the old man's car. Right. And the old man, his wife just died. And this guy is like, he seems like he is gonna be dying very soon. Also, um, then he gets chased down by the rednecks who are who have shotguns and are gonna ch- and are gonna kill him. And he's like scared, right? And right. that then he ends up in the fucking cemetery. Then David Arquette fucking picks him up, and he's like, choose. So yeah, I guess it it makes complete sense that he would not choose himself. He is he's too scared, right?
0: Right. But and also the other like the difference between all of those and the David Arquette thing is that he he could get away from those people. But right. since David Arquette represents death, there is an inevitability like he can't escape that situation. So he does have to, you know, really make choices and confront the like the forward movement of life. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not very subtle. It's not. No. Um,
1: um Yeah, so he gets to the so after he makes his choice, he gets picked up one one more time and uh But
0: like also, sorry, real quick, just yeah, yeah. on that on that decision to to uh have his mom die instead of him. Mm-hmm. Is he choosing to kill her or is he choosing to stay alive? Right, well, right. I don't know. Yeah. I, th- it's, I think it's, it seems I like think it's, it's more, more of that. Yeah. I think it's yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that's, I mean, that's the lesson the character learns, right? Is like, you, you need to like, I don't know, value your time a little bit more, sure. your Life. And um, his whole, his whole, yeah, like I think in reflecting on the fact that his mom worked really hard to raise him, sort of is like part of his awakening and realizing that he should stay alive for one reason or another yeah
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets to the hospital and um, he he's going to see his mom and he sees like David Arquette getting like the elevator uh, like heading up there and he races up there and it's just his mom and she's alive in the hospital we see uh, Mick Garris' wife Cynthia playing Annie Wilkes um, mm-hmm. and his mom she's like she's doing okay not great but she's going to be in the hospital a little bit longer, but he feels like better. Right. That he saw her and stuff. Right. Um,
0: so then, yeah, then she, that's like the, toward the end of the movie, right? Like she comes home, she gets home. And like,
1: I think he says like, um, you know, he, he comes home, he stays with her. Um, he continues to do his art, And then one day, like a a few years later, after the whole ride with David Arquette, um, she dies. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sad. And then there's, I don't know, see, I don't know, the whole movie, he's like, he's having these like weird, like fantasies and visions and shit like that. I don't even know if any of this actually happened, right? This could all just be like <laughs> in his head completely. Yeah, because she doesn't, she doesn't die right then, right? She dies years later. She's already, she's had a stroke. She was a smoker. Um, mm-hmm. After she's out of the hospital, she quits smoking, but then she picks it back up, and she actually, she like literally dies while smoking a cigarette, right? Yeah. Um, and then we get this like, I don't know. It's like a weird. Um, like you know, years later, Alan Parker, he's like in his late forties. It seems like, right? And yeah, at this, says,
0: this is the point at which he's being played by none other than Peter
1: Lacroix. <laughs> Peter Lacroix, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he says, like, oh, you know, I never, I couldn't make art my profession. Um, I had to get like a real job, whatever the hell that was. And then there's a shot of him like riding the bullet, r- the roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, and that's that it was, it. that's the end.
0: Right. There's like there's a a scene he. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. God. The yeah, because
0: the year was 1969. Right. Uh, it was the summer of love. Um. <laughs> yeah. There's also that that part where he's like walking down the road and David Arquette like. Pulls up next to him and sort of like, "Hop on in, big boy." And he's like, "Not nah, get thee behind me, David Arquette." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he speeds away. Yeah, he's basically like, he came back one more time, but I, I never, I never got in the car or whatever. Right. So yeah, I don't know. It's just like <laughs> the the bottom line is that it's someone struggling with depression and working through it. Mm-hmm. Like that's what this movie is about. Which, uh, yeah, no, did not expect that one bit. Yeah, and Mick Garris has said this is like it's a personal
1: story. It's about him dealing with the death of his mother and his brother. Um, oh, so I yeah. Know. I also <laughs> i i, um, I want to know more about Mick Garris's like I don't know his whole like uh, backstory in this. Like, what what does this what does this movie mean to him? You know. Right. I was trying we to could probably up,
0: get him on the show. We should get him on the show. We've we've never even tried and right. it would probably be pretty easy to do. All right. And I bet he'd be happy to talk about this. All right. Well, let's uh,
1: let's see if we could get Mick Garris on the on the line.
0: Oh, my God. I would fucking love that. That'd be so cool.
1: Yeah, it would be very um, cool.
0: I, You know,
1: we uh, we recorded next week's episode already. So we talk about it there, but we were talking about how like Stephen King's we we've warmed up to him. Everybody who listens to this or has listened from the start knows that we've like sort of turned a corner on him. You know, he was like, uh, this fucking guy he puts out, he's just like this hack who puts out all this fucking all these books and all these stories and they're garbage. And then like, I don't know, I think right around the, like the time of the stand when we saw him like interacting with, uh, with uh, his characters there, we were just like, ah, he's just a guy who loves what he does. I fucking <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of that, you know. And then you know, uh, Mick Garris is like the same way. He's just like a passionate guy. He loves he loves horror. He loves Stephen King. He loves these stories. So yeah, let's get him on the fucking phone. Call him yeah, up man. right now.
0: Love it, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, I I weirdly, weirdly enjoyed this movie a lot. And I, sh- I guess I shouldn't say weirdly, but like w- what's weird is what the movie ended up being. Right. <laughs> it was yeah. so far from my expectations in such a refreshing sort of way. Like I love when we get these movies where it's not just a straight horror movie. Right. And uh, yeah. And I think this dealt with some big shit in a way that was... Uh, very generic. Not not condescending. I don't mean that as an insult. I mean it like it. It is of the genre that it belongs to. Yeah. Um, while also being kind of interesting. Like, I I think it captures the tone of sort of like, like uh, depression really nicely. Where there's it's sort of um, obviously there's like death looming over everything, but there's also a lot of Joking and sort of like weird, silly turns. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I thought that was. I thought it was pretty good, and it, it's a. It's a tone that I haven't seen in another movie. I don't D- think. No, I think. Yeah, you're right. I
1: and you know there is something too about like the whole uh, like fantasy, uh, wild imagination kind of thing because like I don't know. I've had depression before. You know, like I deal with that shit, and there is like. I don't know. Whenever I'm put in like scenarios, any sort of scenario, I immediately imagine the worst case scenario happening. Of
0: course, of course, yeah.
1: You know, um, yeah, and the, I've never seen there, another movie play out like every time that you ha- you think about the worst case scenario. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, and even like um, even like the doubling of him, like right. that, that version of him that exi- like that sort of detachment from yeah. yourself that you yeah. feel where you're having that, that very uh, concrete sort of back and forth where, yeah.
1: Right. Like the, the second version of himself is like the, I don't know. He seems like he seems more rational almost, but like it's the voice inside your head, right? Like you're, you're kind of there. You're present if physically at least. Um, but in your head, you're just like, this is wrong. This is weird. What am I doing? Like, This is uh, I got to get out of here, all this like Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's just like it's interesting that Mick Harris chose to like actually film these things that happen in people's heads, like taking just abstract thoughts and putting them on film. That's weird. Not like weird in a bad way, like weird as in like it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I I'm a fan. Yeah, good, good so job. Nick what do you Dallas. say we move Yeah, thank you, Mick. What do you okay. say we move on to some Seggies? Oh, some some Seggy Weggies?
1: Oh, oh, that it. hurts my parts.
0: Oh, that hurts my parts. Rob, what didn't you like about this movie? Um Riding the Bullet. Riding the Bullet. Um, what didn't
1: I like about this? I don't know. I think some of the uh some of the 60s stuff Was a little overdone
0: um, Right because this movie Is set in 1969 <laughs> I just did that one <laughs> Yeah <laughs> But she didn't get to The, the leaves being brown That's true I just yeah. played the beginning. Sorry, I yeah. should have picked something else. I was going to do to everything turn, turn, turn. There is a season. <laughs> turn, turn, turn. That's a good one. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the 60s stuff, I, I don't give a shit about the 60s at all. And I didn't like them ending on, you know, we all shine on. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, that, yeah the, the, the John la- Lennon quote. Right. The last line of the movie is, uh, we all
1: shine on. Which like that sucks. It's uh, it does suck, but it uh, it sucks
0: because we're not fucking baby boomers. Like that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure I would gobble that shit up if I were a few years older.
1: Right. Um, you know, baby boomers. Um, you know, you're great, but you're
0: also the worst generation there's ever been. (laughs) You ruined (laughs) absolutely everything. Yeah. Now I have to go to a fucking (laughs) protest tomorrow. Thank you.
1: You have uh, the opposite of the Midas touch. It's just turning to shit.
0: So (laughs) well done. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Um, My what hurt my parts in this in this one. Um, I hated his friends. I fucking hated those characters. They were unbearable. Yeah. Which like I know was kind of the point, but they need to at least be a little endearing. (laughs) No, I agree. Um, They were completely unbearable. And they should,
1: uh, you shouldn't hate them, um, right? Yeah. At the very it's least, it's the
0: difference between like getting Jack Black to play that character. and oh, getting my God! That yeah. Other fat guy with long hair. Right. There's just yeah. There was there was a lack of charm. That yeah. It was pretty palpable. Um. Yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah. So yeah. let's. Uh, you want to move on to Danny?
0: Let's Danny! do Danny. This is shining moments. Um, Rob, what was your shining moment for riding the bullet? Huh?
1: I, what I liked, I liked a fair amount of this. Um, I don't know, I liked David Arquette. I thought like his whole, yeah, I don't, it's weird because I always, whenever I think of David Arquette, I don't think of him as like a real actor, whatever that means. Um, but that's because I'm an asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Though, like, he's been in like I do, been, I do. He's been in like good movies, like you, like and he and he's good in movies, like Hamlet 2 It's <laughs> his part that he plays is like perfect. Um,
0: yeah, he he's he's fucking executes so well. He's amazing in Scream. Yeah, he's, he's so great. great in Scream, so good. Um, and like, yeah, I don't know. It's he's just so of his time though. It would be like, like, like no matter how many st- like starring roles Freddie Prinze Jr. had, <laughs> right? It would take it would take a long time for him to uh, step out of his shadow, his own shadow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, same sort of thing. Like, I don't know. I just really associate him with like the early two thousands. It's he's a, it's like Tom Green. <laughs> you don't... It's just like Tom um, Green. But no, he's he's great in this. And like, yeah, it's just I, I think he because I'm thinking of Hamlet 2 and Scream where they're both like subdued, like doofus characters, right. dopey yeah. and this. Right. And this is sort of manic and like he's the quip machine. Right. Of this Stephen King movie. uh, And he, I think he does a great job. I agree. Yeah. All, All right. right. Cool. Tropes. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, King tropes
1: In the book Shark. I'm working on now There's a spooky monster
0: um, Use of this Of the, the line will all shine on <laughs> That's a shining thing um, <laughs> um, A May- double of yourself that you talk to That's in Secret Window
1: Oh yeah you're right um, Yeah Main obviously uh, Plymouth Furies Even
0: if they are the wrong yeah. year um, <laughs> Greasers um, Traveling a great distance only to have your mom die three <laughs> years later. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, can you think of any others? Hmm. I feel like I don't know. Like that. This isn't a trope, but I did like. I liked when all the skin on his hand got ripped off. Yeah, and David Arquette. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a nice. That was fun. That was fun. Um, it was a fun time. Hmm. Uh, da, da, da Anything else? I don't think so. Um, Annie, Annie Wilkes. A she's a trope now. Annie Wilkes, of course. Um, uh, yeah. I, don't, I think that's about it. All right. Well, that brings us to our new segment. Where was? Hold on. i, I feel ten inches tall. I think I'm gonna cough up a furball. Uh, where was Stuart Little? That was a clip from the trailer. Of the kids' movie Stuart Little, okay. uh, starring Michael J. Fox, uh, Hugh Laurie, uh, the iconic, uh, the iconoclastic Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> so, Rob, where was Stuart Little in this mo- In Riding the Bullet, did you see a Stuart Little? N- no.
1: Did you? Okay.
0: Did you try looking down? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's o- he's only. He's only a few inches tall. You, you heard it from his, from uh, his own mouth. What what is happening right now? It, instead of where where was Slimer? I want to do where was, where was Stuart, Stuart Little? Little. <laughs> yeah, did you see Stuart Little in this movie? <laughs> yes or no?
1: I did not see Stuart Little in this movie. Oh, did you that's see Stuart too
0: Little? Bad. All I see is Stuart Little, my man. You you catch me any night of the week. It's all about Stewie Little. And this has been Where Was Stuart Little. You and I got off in the wrong pod. What do you say? There we go. <laughs> Great. So that was Where was Stuart Little? Write in to let us know what you thought of our new segment. All right. Um Okay. And I guess that brings us to our final segment, IMDB. They just- This is IMDb, where we compare our opinion of the movie against the average user score on IMDb.com. Sorry, I navigated away uh, for Stuart Little. (laughs) So, (laughs) 7,904 souls uh, gave their opinion of riding the bullet on IMDb.com and awarded it an average user score of 5.2 out of 10 stars. Rob, how's this sit with you? I think it's too low. Um, I agree. I, w- I would give it like a
1: 6.5, I think. Um, I would too. I think this, I, I, there's a lot that I really liked about this movie. I do think it has some problems with like pacing. Um,
0: Agreed, yeah.
1: But overall, I like, I enjoyed watching it. It's definitely like, um, it's not like any of the other Stephen King movies we watched, which. We watch so many, they're like very similar to one another. Mm-hmm. That's nice to see something like totally different. Um, yeah.
0: I love seeing someone like Mick Garris take on something a little more grounded than uh, a little more human. Yeah, definitely. Say, than some of the other Kings he's done. Yeah. What about you? What, um, what would you rate this? 6.5 sounds fair. I Maybe a little lower, maybe a six. Okay. Um, I, I enjoyed it but I agree that the pacing's not great. The acting is lacking in a few spots. Like his girlfriend, ooh she is not she is not a good actor. Yeah. She could do better. Um yeah, she uh Erica Kristen Christensen, who uh film buffs may recognize from uh what is it? Swim Fan. Swim fan? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which are, what is
1: that? That's um the teen version of basic in- instinct, right?
0: I think so I thought it was like Sort of single white female No
1: It's not basic instinct What's the other one With Michael Douglas Fatal attraction Uh, Yeah 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 That's the one I'm thinking of Um, (laughs) But yeah no Six
0: Six uh, and a half That sounds fair to me
1: Yeah she was also in uh, Traffic
0: That movie That was a good Um, (laughs) one I've never seen it Great Great um, <laughs> all right. well that'll just about do it I think for riding
1: the bullet yeah so which brings us to the end of the show shows mm-hmm. over
0: hey shows over uh, so yeah thanks for thanks for listening to the show of course again if you haven't yet we would love it if you could rate and review us on iTunes how about rate and or review us let's yeah. say that even if you don't feel like you, how about you rate us today, review us tomorrow Pace it out, don't, don't wear yourself out Don't burn that candle at both ends Take care of yourself And of course you can also uh, subscribe to our Patreon uh, mm. for, the, for a donation of $5 a month You'll have access to our weekly bonus program Wall-to-wall Carpenter uh, Where we're going through every John Carpenter movie In chronological order uh, what's, um, what's coming out next as of this recording? Um next week we are gonna be doing
1: The Mangler Reborn. Oh no no, no for uh sorry, for Wall to Wall Carpenter. No. This week on Wall to Wall Carpenter, <laughs> we will be doing Memoirs of an Invisible Man.
0: Right, which is a a bad movie starring Chevy Chase <laughs> as the invisible man. Um however, past episodes have included such hits as The Thing. Yeah, I mean last
1: week we did They Live. Which oh, fuck yeah is only the best.
0: <laughs> I yeah that was that was so much fun to talk about, and yeah if you if you subscribe now you get all those backlog episodes for free. So yeah. Good on yeah, yeah that's a nice little perk. Yeah, stock waiting. up. Yeah, man, you binge on your boys. Yeah, and this has of course been binging on boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, so yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next like, week the Mangler reborn with a uh, special yep yep. Go special ahead. friend of the show, JC Hendricks. And that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Good. I thought. Okay. All right. Well. Uh. All right. See you next week. Yeah. Until then, I'm Dan. <laughs> I'm not falling for it. <laughs> Until then, I'm Dan gagliardi gagliardi (laughs) (laughs) you got me (laughs) you old scoundrel you got me
1: i'm rob avon steven king